We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday to September 3rd. It's 2019, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Um, joined today by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper. Blenderhead, thanks for filling in yesterday. I appreciate it. No problem. I, I see that you haven't swum away or anything. We were we were concerned. When, when Grant's like, oh, well, Stevie can't make it. I'm like, oh, did the hurricane get him? Did it get him? <laughs> but it turns out that you were just, you, you, were, you were tilting a little NASCAR stuff. Yeah, yesterday was the Fantasy Racing World Championship, and the race got pushed back so long that I was like, eh. Um, the race didn't get over until 2 a.m., and I, there was no way I was going to be able to focus on recording a podcast while sweating uh, the championship. So I decided to message Grant. Grant hosted. You joined him. Uh, appreciate you guys doing that for me. And um, <laughs> I ended up finishing like 13th, and I probably could have done the podcast, but even I wouldn't have been able to pay attention. So. Um, Late, 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 late stuff happens, and you know you move on. But uh, ready to talk some baseball. I didn't, didn't play baseball on Monday. Uh, slept through the slate, and um, looking forward to playing some baseball on Tuesday to keep my mind off of the hurricane that's coming here towards Florida on Tuesday, or Thursday, or Friday, or Saturday. But uh, yeah, so ready to get started on the slate. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com, sign up through the Rotogrinders links, so we get three months of Rotogrinders Premium for Fantasy Draft. Plus, you'll get access to any cool promos that you're running with them. Working on a Morning Grind Listeners League for football with Fantasy Draft. I should have more details on that before the weekend, obviously. Um, and we'll try to start that week one. You guys had a lot of fun with that for NBA, so looking to bring it back for NFL. Uh, so if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. They got their 100000 um, to first $1 million tournament for week one, rake-free memberships and all that stuff over there. So if you haven't checked them out, Give them a look. Um, ready for football season and ready to get back on the grind over there on Fantasy Draft. So let's jump into this baseball slate. It's 12-gamer. We start with the Mets and the Nationals. It's a seven-and-a-half total. Jacob DeGrom against Max Scherzer. Um, love this matchup. You know, these two teams, they face each other a bunch throughout the season, and we've, we've seen this matchup quite a bit of times over the last couple years. My issue here, you know, is always price for pitchers, but Jacob DeGrom, 11,000 going into Washington. What's your thoughts on him? I think people may shy away 
from the from the matchup because of the Nationals' bats. But if Noah Syndergaard could put up ten strikeouts against this team, Degrom got to put be able to put up seventeen. So like, I'm not opposed. I mean, the Nationals actually have a higher implied run total at four point one in this game. But Degrom's talent. Uh, there's only one other pitcher that I mean, he's cost twelve hundred more. That if they were equal in price, I'd rather play the other guy. But if I need the twelve hundred, like I'm not, I'm not afraid of playing him against the Nationals with his strikeout upside. So, like, I hope his ownership is lower so I can play more. Yeah, always a guy that has a ton of upside is Jacob DeGrom, um, one of my favorite pitchers in baseball. I, I don't have to say that. So, I love this spot. I'm with you. I'd rather play Clevenger. I think Clevenger's the SP1 today. Um, but it all depends on how you feel about the cheap guys and, you know, bats. Bats are going to be king on this slate. There's a lot of bats and a lot of spots on this slate. So, you know, it, it really just comes down to that. But I do think that, you know, if you're not playing Kev- Clevenger, I think DeGrom is your next best option. Um, considering price, DeGrom might be the top option, but they're really close. Max Scherzer, he's 11-7. I, I think it's just a pitch count thing for me. Um, until I see Scherzer go out and throw 105 pitches in a game, I'm not paying over 11K for him. I said that last time. He threw 89 pitches last time out. He had some strikeouts in that game, but he, he still didn't look – a hundred percent he didn't look like i'm gonna go out and dominate a game so could he go out and dominate this game sure but i'll take my chances and just hope that he just doesn't hit the pitch count that i need at 11-7 no i agree with you he's priced as if he'll pitch 105 110 pitches are we guaranteed that he that he's gonna do it no it's not like i i care about the matchup i think the mets are a fine matchup for him i mean the mets they have a 3.5 implied run total the question is is that it's like it's not like we don't have pitching on this slate. So, like, I don't feel that Max Scherzer puts up a score in just 95 pitches or so, 100 even, that I think kills me in GPP. And for the 500 more, I'll just get Clevenger in cash or go down and play DeGrum for 700 less. So, like, I, he's going to get owned. But, I mean, I'd, if, he, if he was, like, 10-2, like, I, maybe I'd take a shot on that, but not at 11-7. Uh, is there any bat on either side of this game that you have any interest in? I will say, like, Brandon Nimmo did come back um, over, the, over the break here, over the weekend. Um, I don't mind him normally, but in this matchup, seven and a half total. This game probably ends, like, two to three, one to three, two to four. Like, I, I just don't see either one of these offenses really paying off um, on this slate. On a 12-game slate, there, uh, there are plenty of options to play low-owned guys. In, against worse pitchers, so like to me, like this to me, this is a play the pitch, play Degrom or cross it off. Miami at Pittsburgh, Sandy Alcantara against Mitch Keller, nine total. Keller's a slight favorite, and by slight, I mean he's a big favorite at one eighty four. Um, Sandy Alcantara here did not work out last time out, and um, a price increase going from Miami to Pittsburgh. Not too much of a downgrade for him, but the $7,800 price tag is kind of like my biggest issue. If he's 6800 here, again, I'd probably take a shot on him. Yeah, even at 6800 I'd have a little bit of a couple, couple of questions about that. I don't like necessarily attacking the, the Pirates with righties. Not because they're – I mean, they're a weaker offense, but they don't strike out as much. So, for me, like if I'm playing this game, I'm playing the pitcher on the other side. 
Yep, let's talk Mitch Keller. You know, he's a big favorite. He's actually cheaper than Alcantara on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft today, which, you know, obviously stands out. 26.8% K rate on the season, 12.1% swinging strike rate. My only concern here is he's been semi-reverse splits in a small sample, but again, it's a small sample. Um, I don't want to weigh that too much. He does have a slider. That's a huge thing for righty-righty matchups. But my, my biggest issue with Keller, and I, I said it when he got called up, He's a two-pitch pony. He's a fastball slider guy. He does not have a third pitch. He needs to develop a third pitch this offseason or he's going to run into problems, but he's facing Miami 7,200. Right. He's facing the Marlins, who have a ton of righties. Now, actually, I think the uh, Pittsburgh's ballpark is worse for righties than, than in Miami with the wall out there. So, like, I'm not even – like, the, the limited power that are in the Marlins lineup, if they're righties, like the, the guy that I, I'm most scared about is what, Neil Walker? If I'm most scared of Neil Walker and the pitcher against him is 7,200 with, with a 20-plus a, a percent strikeout rate, like I'm going to play him. Like I look at this game and like, yeah, I talk about vomit stacks all the time. The Mar- like I'll play Isan Diaz and maybe that's it. But outside of that, it's like this game is to me is more like you play Mitch Keller or you don't play anyone. Yeah, um, I don't like the Marlins bats. Not anybody really standing out to me uh, as far as Miami goes. And then the Pittsburgh side of things, like, I'm never going to say you can't play Josh Bell. He has multiple home run upside in any matchup against any pitcher. Um, He's 5,100 at first base, though. It's not like I love the price tag, but, like, he's the one guy that I don't ever hate playing from Pittsburgh. It seems like the the Pirates, although they're they're cheaper than they were in cores – it seems like like that pricing kind of followed them. Like it's like having a piece of toilet paper on your on your shoe. Like on your way home to Pittsburgh, some of the price increase still stayed with them. So like how do you play Brian Reynolds at 4800 and Newman at 4700 and Mart I mean Marte at 5000. Uh no one's going to play them. Sure, I mean if you want to do that, I mean Alcantara is not a great pitcher, but I still think in this game I'm either playing uh, Diaz for 2900 for the Marlins as a punt at second base, or I'm playing Keller, or I'm playing nothing. <sighs> Sorry, yawning and got something in my eyes driving me nuts. Minnesota at Boston. We got uh, Randy Dobnek against um, Rick Porcello. Um, any interest here in Dobnek? What's a Randy Dobnek? I, I want to ask first. <laughs> what, what is a Randy Dobnek? Is he going to pick? Not. He's not a starter. He's, he's going to like he's pitch, what, three good. innings? He probably – I don't know. Like, he was a little stretched out, but he just threw a couple of days ago. Um, I project him to throw around 50 pitches in this game. Well, then he doesn't satisfy my requirement of being able to pitch at least 90 pitchers. And then he's playing – he's pitching He's pitching in Fenway Park against the Red Sox on top of it? Yeah, get out of here. Listen, I don't like him either. I just – you asked me what a Dobnik was and uh, – I don't know. Maybe I should go to Urban Dictionary and see what Dobnik means. <laughs> Uh, he wears a weird number, too. It's like 68 or something. Um, anyway, Rick Porcello on the other side of this game, zero chance. The Twins are getting a ballpark upgrade, and they're already the best offense in baseball. Rick Porcello gives up uh, – I mean, it, he's not as bad of a pitcher as people think he is, but he does give – like, people will make contact with the ball. And when it comes to the Twins in this lineup, typically that means it's over the fence. So, no. Yeah, has no kind of whiff rate against lefties um, this season whatsoever. 
Like his highest whiff rate is like 15.6% with a changeup, just not enough. Like you don't really have that out pitch against lefties. Righties, he, you know, he, he creates some whiffs with his slider against righties. But again, when you're looking at this Minnesota lineup, there's so much left-handed power in this lineup. Now that Cave is hitting the ball hard as well. Like, there's just not a weak spot in this lineup. Like, C.J. Crone is batting eighth for the Twins right now. Like, there's so much power up and down this lineup. I actually love the Twins today. I think they're one of the top stacks on the slate, if not the top stack on the slate. On the road, you're guaranteed nine innings. Um, They're expensive. You know, obviously that's the biggest issue. But if Garver doesn't play and it's Castro, like, that helps the stack because Garver's banged up right now. Obviously, like, Cruz and Kepler are super expensive, but – you know, there's still guys down here. Um, Aries, uh, Cave, they're 43, 41. I think if you fit in some of these, maybe like three of the cheap guys and pick the two expensive bats you want, I think that's a way you could stack the Twins here. No, I, I, I agree with your assessment. The core pieces to me would be Polanco and Castro if he's in because they fill catcher and shortstop. And they're, they're, I mean, Polanco isn't cheap, but Castro is. And then you fill on the other side. I'm more interested in the Red Sox side of the game because – to me, they're underpriced facing a, do- a Dobnik. <laughs> a, whatever's a Dobnik they're facing, and Mookie Betts is 4900 J.D. Martinez is 5100 I mean, they're cheaper than the Twins. And I think Porcello's a better pitcher. I don't even know what a Dobnik is, but I think our Porcello is better than him. Benatendi you, is 4100 Are you at, at all concerned? Like, Minnesota's had a top-five bullpen this year. Like, are you at, at all concerned that – Dobnik comes out, throws 40, 50 pitches, and then we just get the bullpen, like an inning of each guy. Like, the, I, I like the Red Sox too, and I do, I, I, I do. But, like, I've, I've come to respect the Minnesota bullpen because each day they go out and they just shut stuff down. Like, a lot of their stats. I think they're the highest or second highest in strikeouts. They're the best team as far as ISO, I'm pretty sure. Best XFIP in bullpens, like, does that concern you at all? Or are you just saying, hey, we're going to go out, we're going to crush Dobnik, and, you know, we're maybe not going to get the good end of the bullpen? Well, I think if it's, if it's reflected in the pricing, if we got the Red Sox where Betts is like 5,500 and JD was 5,600, I mean, it seems like we're getting a 10% discount even for that type of situation. And we have the Twins bullpen that, yeah, after Kyle Gibson, after Odorizzi, after Berrios, they can come in, mop up for three or four innings, and their stats look good. Now they're relied on for the entire game in a worse pitching environment. So, like, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of attacking bullpen games because they're never seeing the same pitcher more than once. But, like, at minimum, they're underpriced as one-offs then or as a three-man. It's just that I look at the Twins and go, they seem pretty normally priced. And I look at but when I see Mookie Betts at under 5K against a pitcher I've never heard of, like, I got to have interest in that, right? Well, and they had to use four guys in the bullpen on Monday. They didn't get a day off. Uh, they played Monday against Detroit. They played over the weekend. Like, I, I, there's there's two ways to this for sure. Like, I, I was just bringing up that I respect the Minnesota bullpen, but I also respect the Red Sox bats, and you make a great point with the pricing. So, I, I do like the stack. I like the twin side more, but if you can make a game stack of this game, it would be fantastic too. Like, get four from each side. I like that. Um, this game probably going to be the highest scoring game on the slate, you know, if I'm looking at it the night before. We have one potential game that could be a higher scoring game, depending on the weather. Yeah. We'll get to it. 
Uh, I, when I opened up this slate and I looked at this slate, I already knew what your vomit stack was going to be. I can't wait till we get to that game. Oh, are you I sure wanna, about it? Are you sure? I wanna, yeah, I want to see if I'm right. Like, Okay, I, we'll I, see. We'll see. Yep, I'm interested. Uh, White Sox and Indians. We got Dylan Cease against Mike Clevenger, nine total. Clevenger's a 350 favorite. Dylan Cease, a young, talented pitcher, just hasn't really translated yet. They're going to continue to let him go out there and get innings. Um, you know, they want to – they want to work this guy in, and he's 6,300. He's cheap. My biggest issue here with C's is he's just facing a team that just doesn't strike out, you know. Uh, and, you know, maybe there's a little bit of upside with Bowers back in the lineup and, you know, Reyes and Perez down there at the bottom. But 6,300, it seems like a tough ask. Right, especially against the Indians' uh, bats with the six implied run total. Like, I, I'm not saying I'd, I'd rather play Porcello. I don't want to play either of them at that price point. But th- there's a really cheap pitcher – that I'd much rather play uh, and save the money to get the bats than take, even take a shot on Cease. And Clevenger on the other side, like from a strikeout rate perspective, he is the, he's the if, unless Scherzer could pitch a ton of pit, it could normal load, like Clevenger's the, the, the top SP1. The thing, the only thing that concerns me, only because I'm looking at it right now, and yet we're going to have to see what Roth says on the weather report, but I'm staring at a forecast that has 17 mile an hour winds blowing out to the outfield and Clevenger when he does get hit gets hit and he's a fly ball pitcher so uh that may, that may not affect the strikeout rate he can strike out 12 guys but he may give up two home runs in the process so just I just wanted to highlight that if I see Roth that goes oh the wind doesn't mean anything then then to me it's it's if I have the money I'm gonna pay for Clevenger against the, the strikeout rate of the White Sox yeah, and, you know, if the wind is an issue and we pull up weather edge and stuff in the morning and we're looking at it and, like, we see an increase in ERA and an increase in home runs and all that stuff, like, obviously, like, DeGrom, you know, makes a ton of sense to save some money if we're, we're even remotely concerned about it. So, um, White Sox bats, even if the wind becomes a thing, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to p- pinpoint where I'd go. It'd probably be, like, Moncada. He's much better from the left side of the plate. But, you know, he's 3900 I'm not having to pay a, a premium for him. I'm getting a discount on him. Um, Tim Anderson, a shortstop that has power upside. Like, those would probably be the two guys that I'd take shots on if I was going to take a shot here on this team. I'd almost rather spend the same amount of money by picking on Dylan Cease by playing like Puig or Reyes from the Indian side. Of course, they fill outfielder spots and not a third base spot. But, like, if Kipnis is back in the lineup, like, I don't mind that. I don't mind Mercado at 4000 I mean, the expensive pieces on the Indians are Lindor at 5600 on DraftKings and Santana at 4800 So as long as you're only playing one of those guys, this, the stack price is, is fairly fairly affordable. So, like, I, I don't – it's not my – I'd still prefer the Fenway game over the Indians. But, you know, I depending on the lineup that they run out, uh, I'm not afraid as Dylan Cease. And if the wind is going to be blowing out, I want the I, – I, it's not that I want the fly ball hitters. Like, I don't mind stacking with the ground ball hitters because if they do hit in the air, then, I mean, Dylan Cease also has a fly ball rate. Yeah, and Cease lower strikeout rate against lefties, so I'd probably focus more on the lefties. But if everybody's playing lefties, the righties are pretty cheap. Like you said, Puig is cheap. Reyes is cheap. Mercado is cheap. Like, there's plenty of righties in this lineup, but – uh, the Indians always run into the trouble that you you, know, you talk about a lot of times with the Angels. Like, I want to play three outfielders with the Indians every time I want to stack them, especially if Kipnis is out again. So, 
they're just a they're a team that I don't end up stacking that much. Um, Blue Jays and Braves. We got um, Wilmer Font against Mike Fultonevich. Um, Font's opening. I'm trying to find out who's going to be coming in after him. Hold on. Does it really uh, matter? I mean, it could be Stewart. It would because Gavilio pitch just pitched. I think. Um. Well, let's talk Fulty. Why I try to pull this up really quick. Fulty. Yeah, the, the the main issue with Fulty is uh, is lefties. If Biggio, Tellez, or Smoke, or Fisher, and then the pitcher. Like, like we had this matchup. Fulty played uh, the, the Blue Jays in Toronto. He didn't have the greatest of outings, but, like, he, now he gets to face the pitching. They, they, don't, they don't have a DH. So, like, I'm more inclined to use Fulty at 7,500 here than I was in the previous matchup. But, like, I still think I'd rather play Mitch Keller against the Marlins. So, to me, Fulty is, like, the GPP type of pivot – that I think will be lower owned than Keller. So, like, from that perspective, like, I don't even care about the, the who's going to be PLRing for the Blue Jays. Like, the, the Braves have a 6.3 implied run total. It doesn't matter who's pitching for the Blue Jays. Fairly stacked. But not my vomit stack. Yeah, you don't worry. Um, are you sure? I, are you sure? I, I think <laughs> I know who you're thinking, but I, I, think, it's, I think you're going to be surprised. Oh, TJ Hook. Um, TJ Hook. It sounds like a bad, like it's a failed sitcom from 1982. Again, I've, I've never heard of him, and like that's not how I would pronounce it. Z e u c h. So I would have, okay. I would have butchered that a million times. But I looked it up, and this is gonna happen every day, though. We're gonna get players from the minors and stuff that we've never heard of and don't know how to pronounce their names. Yeah, oh, I, I finally found him on Fangraphs. I had to dig and dig and dig. He's actually um top 10 prospect in this organization. Um, AAA, 78 innings. Um, what we need to know, he's a righty. 8.6% swinging strike rate, 11.6% uh, K rate, 57% ground ball guy. So it looks like he's a pitch-to-contact, high XFIP, high whip type guy uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> um pitch to contact when you're pitching to contact in triple a you're gonna run a little bit like 250 bad if you know pretty you know solid stuff here but pitch to contact guys with 11 11.6 strikeout rate in triple a just usually does not work out in the majors and I was looking it up more to try to get an idea, like you said, of the Braves' bats, and they might be a really interesting pivot stack if people are not looking at them today. I don't know why they shouldn't be. They have the highest implied run total on the entire slate at 6.3. And look at these prices. I think Josh Donaldson at 4,400 is your cash play at third base. I mean, you can play Albies Albies. at 4,400. I mean, Acuna and Freeman are are the most expensive pieces, and Acuna is only 5,100, not 5,500. Freeman is priced that that's that's efficient at fifty three hundred. But you throw in Cervelli at twenty eight hundred if he's in, and if he's not in, and Bacan's in, that's thirty three hundred. That's still fine. Matt Matt Joyce at thirty nine hundred, Ortega thirty five. I mean they're they're underpriced for a matchup against a a, a hook, a zuck, against a <laughs> zuck. Not it's not a Dobnik, but they meant they you might it might as well be a Dobnik. <laughs> might as well. Um... Yeah, I like the Braves stack. You know, you're you're filling a lot of your infield. Like, you know, they're you're potentially looking at it like a shortstop maybe. 
a couple outfield spots. Like if you're only playing Acuna, if you're using McCann at your catcher spot, like you're, you're getting a three man that you get to play two outfielders with. So um, I think the Braves three man, the Red Sox three man that fits in beautifully. Shortstop, shortstop and two outfielders is Polanco and Bogarts. Full Fulton and Keller and twins and Braves. Here we go. Um, White Sox and – oh, we already did the White Sox. Um, my bad. Houston at Milwaukee. Zach Granke against Jordan Lyles. Nine total here. Um, any interest in Granke? 164 favorite? Uh, he doesn't have enough of a strikeout rate on this type of slate that it's worth 9,800. Have you, have you seen his pitches? Apparently he could throw his changeup faster than his fastball. <laughs> Gotta love that. <laughs> um. I like Granky as a real-life pitcher. I don't ever play him in DFS unless he's just facing the Marlins or something along those lines. Uh, ballpark downgrade going from Houston to Milwaukee here. 9,800. Like, I need Granky in the 8K range and I, where I feel comfortable getting like 20 to 25 because that's what he does. And ever since he's gotten traded to Houston – this team's built for a World Series. They have not let him go over 100 pitches, I think, maybe one time. Um, they're not – they don't need him to. Like, they're cruising right now. They're on cruise control to the playoffs, and, you know, there's no reason to have Granky throw over, you know, 100 pitches. So, a lot of reasons not to play Granky in it, you know, and then you add in the matchup with Milwaukee, who's got a lot of left-handed bats. I so just – not a spot that I'm going to play Granky today. And then Lyles on the other side of this game – I like Lyles in general. I think he is a much better pitcher than he pitched to begin the season, but I don't really like a lot of pitchers against Houston. Like I just said, they're, they're a World Series-built team. The Astros have a 5.1 implied run total, and Jordan Lyles is 8,200. I'll play Keller for a K more, a K less. So, like, once you put in that perspective, I'll play Fulton Evich before him. So I typically don't like targeting pitchers against the Astros unless it's a really good pitcher or – it, if Jordan Lyles was 5K and it'd be like, I could pitch a, one of those, who knows what could happen type of things. So, like, and even the bats in this game, I'm not all that thrilled about because I really don't want to play anyone against Granky. And Yelich is 5,700. I mean, I, you could play one-offs here. And then the Braves and then the, the Astros, like outside of Brantley and Toro, I mean, Toro's cheap, cheap. Brantley's 4,500, but everyone else is like 5K. And I respect Lyles enough that on a 12-game slate, there are there are other 5K bats that we've already talked about that I prefer to these guys. You know what I'm super frustrated with? Like, I I, I know the the rosters expanded Sunday, but I'm already like tilted that DraftKings is raising the prices on some of these young guys. Like, if Kyle Tucker was in there, I'd probably play him in this spot against Lyles. But I, I would have played him at 3100, like he was on Monday instead of 4,200 that he is today, like Kyle Tucker, a kid that has a ton of power. He had a 30-30 season in AAA this season. Like, he's jacking the bag all day long. And it's just – it's frustrating that we're already starting to see an increase on these guys' prices. But Other than uh, Abraham Toro, he's been up, and they still haven't raised his price. Um, I'm, I'm trying to really quickly – pull him up on Fandle. Uh, I'm guessing he's probably like min salary on Fandle. Like, you want to bet? You, uh, yeah, under- yeah, I'd be like, you'd be, I don't know if he's even in the player pool on Fandle. You don't even know that. He's 2,100. So there you go. If he's in the there lineup, there, there you go. Yep. But like somebody would have to sit. Um, 
No DH. You got to remember that. No DH. So, um, but they don't like playing Alvarez in the outfield. So maybe Tucker does play. But you know they also have Reddick. So it'd be interesting to see what the Houston lineup looks like. Um, and then I'm with you. I don't really want to pay these prices for the Brewers against Granky. I respect the talent of Granky. I said he's a re- better real life pitcher. Uh, moving on, Baltimore at Tampa. Uh, David Hess against Andrew Kittridge. Um, any interest here in Hess? What are we looking at? What game? You, you mentioned pitchers I, I, I never heard of. <laughs> You've heard of David Hask. The Orioles? Yes. Are they on the slate? Are they not on the slate? No. Oh, well, never mind. That's a, they're doing a double. The, the Orioles, they're doing a doubleheader. Oh. A three-six doubleheader. That's why you start, like, like I, I, I heard of David Hess, but, like, he's not a Dobnik. He's not a hook or whatever that <laughs> I'm like, no, like, I looked at all these games before recording this, and, like, oh. You're good. I was following the the RG Linus page, and it was a 740 game, so I just assumed it was on the slate. I didn't even look. Or is it on the slate? Or maybe I'm mistaken. It says here, I see here 640. No, these guys aren't on the slate. Like, I see Ty Block and Trevor Richards as a projected. Just to make sure, no, I don't think they're done. No, I looked at the slate. These guys aren't on the slate. Giants and Cardinals, Derek Rodriguez, Jack Flaherty, eight and a half total. Flaherty's a big favorite here at minus 280. Um, any interest here in Derek Rodriguez? How much is he, Stevie? Uh, I knew you were going to like him. 5K. No, 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 no. I don't like him, but I, I at least got to say, he's 5K. Can he pitch 100? Can he pitch 90 pitches? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to have some interest. I, I did it the last time. He didn't have, He had two-point outing. So, like, and he was chalked that time, and everyone got two and a half points. Way to go, guys. Uh, I don't want to play him. him (laughs) Right? Well, I don't want to play him, but I I actually think there's a better pitcher cheaper than him. Uh, But, if hey, if you're building GPP lineups and you're going stud scrub builds and you don't want to play Mike Montgomery and you want to play Derek Rodriguez for 700 more, go for it. I mean, against the Cardinals, I'm not a big fan of the Cardinals lineup. It's probably not going to play many, if any, of the Cardinals' bats. So I could see if I'm playing 100 lineups tomorrow. Maybe uh, I throw them in. If I get if I get 6%, so be it. See, the pitcher I know you like is the same vomit stack that I'm going to talk about. So I can't wait to talk about that game. This, I'm this, so, this, this is uh, – oh, um, I can't thing. wait. This is the thing. You, you think you're doing what you think yeah, I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise you. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see if you like somebody under that range. Um, anyway, Flaherty on the other side of this game, it's a fantastic matchup for Flaherty. Um, you get a little bit of discount to DeGrom, but I don't know if it's enough. Like, I think I'd rather pay the 500 bucks for DeGrom on this slate, but I do think Flaherty at home, um, 10-5, he's in play here. I like him more than I like Granky. I, I, the problem I have with Flaherty – like, Flaherty gets a better matchup. DeGrom is a better pitcher. I think Flaherty has been this times this season, like, 9K. And, like, at 9K at his strikeout rate, I'll play him all the time. But at 10-5 when he's only 500 cheaper than DeGrom, but DeGrom is playing the Nationals. Like, I, just from a raw talent perspective, I think DeGrom's a better pitcher. So, like, given, given that case, if – I'd rather people be scared of playing DeGrom against the Nationals and get him at lower ownership than play Flaherty at higher ownership. So to me, uh, it's not that I don't like Flaherty. It's 
It's that if Flaherty's 12% owned, like, I don't mind. If he's 20%, I'll play DeGrom at 12%. Like, it's one of those. It's the ownership game, and I don't mind either of them. But I'm going to play the one that's lower owned, and I think DeGrom has better talent. I don't mind the ownership game, um, but I, I would much rather play DeGrom today, even if he's a little higher owned than Flaherty. I, it's just – you nailed it. Like, a, a guy that I'm used to paying 9K for. Now, if Flaherty's 9,200 on this slate, he's chalk. So, I guess I get that too. So, who knows? Um, any Giants bats that you like here? If Flaherty's going to be if, – if Flaherty ends up being a little bit chalky, I don't mind playing one-off lefties against him. I don't mind Yastrzemski at 3,900, Belt at 3,600, Dickerson. They're, they're all under 4K. I, am I going to stack against Flaherty? Probably not. But if I'm going to attack him, it's going to be with lefties. The problem is that they're outfielders and first basemen, so I'm going to have to, like, hold my nose because the opportunity cost is high. But to mix them in, as but if you tell me Flaherty's 8%, I'm probably just playing Flaherty and not even talking about the Giants' bats whatsoever. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, yeah, I don't really like the Giants' bats. I like them when they're on the road. Maybe they get like a Dakota Hudson. I haven't looked at the schedule for this They're week. on the road. They're, at, they're playing in St. Louis. That, I know what I'm saying, though. Like, I, what I was saying was if they get like a Dakota Hudson, maybe like tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday, um, I would play them against like a Dakota Hudson. I'm not playing them against Flaherty. Um and then the Cardinals bats, I, I think they're a little interesting here just because I don't think a lot of people will be on them. Um, it's a good matchup against Derek Rodriguez, who I could hit off of. Um, it, it's just the only issue that I have here is is building a stack um, that I love, but I like the pricing. The pricing is fantastic outside of Ozuna and Molina. Uh, it, but that's the problem. Outside of Ozuna, like, you take, you, you're going to have to fill spots with them. And the average, the stack size is going to be over 21K for the Cardinals. I'd like them if they were closer to 20K. So, like, if Colt, like, if you're going to play Colton Wong at second base for 4,300, and then you're going to play DeJong at four. Like, I, I don't mind Goldie's price. I don't mind DeJong's price. I can play them as one offs. Just that when I make the stack and I'm like, why am I paying 4,400 for Molina? Why am I paying 4,300 for Colton Wong? It gets to the point where on a 12-game slate, I think there are stacks that are either cheaper that are better, or if I'm going to pay that price, I'll pay 1500 more combined salary size and play a better team. The only other thing that I could you know, think of here is maybe a three-man with Wong, Goldie, um, DeJong, uh, leave Ozuna out. Like, you're, you're using all your infield spots. So we talked about – like, Minnesota has three outfielders that you can play. Like, there's a couple teams that have three outfielders, and if you're getting a three-man on the back end of a stack, like, I don't mind that. Like, you know, I don't have to have C.J. Crone at first base, so if using Goldie in a Minnesota, like, back-end stack, um, I don't mind the Cardinals today. Is kind of what I was getting at, but I don't like the price on Molina. Carpenter has been really bad. Um, you know, Harrison Batter is always interesting. I hate playing Dexter Fowler. So maybe I'm looking at it more as a three-man than a, a full five-man. I'm glad you um, – Went into it a little bit there. It made me rethink it a little bit. I like it more as a three-man. Um, Seattle at Chicago. We got Felix Hernandez and John Lester. Um, do you have a total on this one? I didn't see a total no, anywhere. There's no total because we don't know about the wind. We may have a rid- We may have a yeah. wind game. Yeah, RG Page is showing 17 mile an hour blowing out the center field. So, um, if that is the case, Seattle is probably one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Take a look at the Cubs prices, though, also. Oh, geez. 
That's why when you were talking about Fen with the Fenway game, I'm like, if this if this if, if this turns into a Wrigley win game, you can stack the whole game and still pay for two big starting pitchers. So like, like no, this this will be the truck. I mean, the Cubs will be the chalkier side, and uh, and the the Mariners. I mean, they're still cheap, but I mean, it's Felix Hernandez versus John Lester. These aren't even good pitchers. Even if the win what if they, if there was no win, if there was negative win. I probably still wouldn't play these pitchers. Yeah, I have no interest in the pitchers, especially if the wind's going to be blowing out. So Seattle facing a lefty, you already know who it is. It, it, Tim Lopes will play because J.P. Crawford is hurt or out. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I, I saw it come across um, over the weekend. I know we won't see Crawford in this game. Let's see. Navarez is banged up, so we know who's catching, which is my boy at Murphy. Um, Nola, against the lefty. Against the lefty. The guy I just, I, the guy I want to point out here that if you're stacking Seattle, do not forget Kyle Seeger. It's a lefty lefty matchup. John Lester is not very good against lefties. He doesn't have that dominant left-handed pitch against lefties. So, a guy that generates hardly any soft contact against lefties, I don't even hate maybe playing Vogelbach in my stack instead of Malik Smith because I get the upside. And on the flip side of that, there's only two Left, well, I guess I got to relook at the bullpen stuff because there was a lot of call-ups over the weekend because of the expanded rosters. But they only used to have two lefties in the bullpen, which obviously would help, you know, Seager and, Mer- and Vogelbach and Siegel. Seager, like, as your two other pieces of your three or five-man Seattle stack. So I like, I like Seattle a lot here because I know I'm going to get Seager and Vogelbach at low ownership. People don't like playing lefty-lefty. Well, I think what's going to end up happening if this turns into a Wrigley win game, that the Seattle bats are going to get more owned than, I mean, maybe not as they should be, but at least much more owned than before. I was interested in Seattle, even if it wasn't a, ring, a, a, a win game, because Dylan Moore is a fly ball hitter. He's shortstop eligible. If he's in the lineup at 3,400, if Austin Nola's in the lineup, he's 3,300. I mean, all these guys. All these guys are so cheap. Braden Bishop, I don't even know if he's even made contact with the ball since he's been up, but he's 2,300 in the outfield. You tell me 17 mile an hour win center field in Wrigley Field, and then the guy, I'll play Lewis Brinson in that spot. So, so if, if I'm willing to play Brinson there, I'm definitely willing to play Braden Bishop. So, Make sure you check out Roth's report in the morning and then the, the update later in the day. But, I mean, the fact that it, I already see in the forecast that the wind is blowing out and they haven't set a total in the game yet. If we saw a total and it was like 10, then we'd go like, okay, they don't think it's going to be a, a classic Wrigley win game. But the fact that there's no line out, you, you should be able to tell just by the line. If the line comes out and it's 12 between the, the Mariners and the Cubs, the wind's blowing out. So weather edge is up. Um, I'm going to give you guys a free sneak peek in the, in the premium today. Free sneak peek. Massive increase in home runs. So with the projection of the weather and the wind being 17 miles an hour, massive increase. Massive, massive increase. And so. Take a look at the Cubs, Cubs prices. Castellanos, 4,300. Brian, 4,300. Rizzo, 4,800. Schwarber, 4,300. Addison Russell, I mean, Zobris may be in the line, 3,300. Hayward, 36. I mean, you take out Rizzo and play either Luke Roy and Russell, and this qualifies as a vomit stack. It's under 20K. And they may end up 
in the, on this slate having a like 6.5 implied run total. Total in this game is going to be like 12 and a half. This, this total is going to be bad. It's going to open. It's going to be big. Um, let's move on. I love the Cubs as well. Uh, pretty much everybody you said, like my favorite Cub anytime there's a win game is always Schwarber. He's a, he's a fly ball guy. We've known that about him ever since he's been called up. Detroit at Kansas City, Daniel Norris against Mike Montgomery. Um, it sounds like there might be an opener for Daniel Norris. They've been kind of using an opener. It's been Verhagen a little bit. Um, you know, he ended up pitching like four innings last time out. Um, what are we doing here with Detroit on this whole <laughs> – I, like, I guess Norris is going to start and Van Verhagen is going to be the long guy. But they, they throw like three innings apiece. So, it's just a scratch, right? Yeah, yeah, I can't play a guy at 6,700 that's only going to pitch three – that I don't even know is going to pitch at least 90 pitches. So, he's a pure scratch to me. And by the way, Stevie, is, is the vomit stack you're thinking of in this game? Yes. Okay. So, Mike Montgomery is going to be massive chalk today. Uh, I'm, I'm calling this right now. Um, he's 4,300. He fits your – I throw 100 pitches. It's more usually around 90. Um, and he's gone over 18 fantasy points in, in three straight or three out of the last four games. And he's facing Detroit. Like he put up 41 fantasy points against Detroit less than a month ago. Mike Montgomery ultra chalk today. Um, I'm not saying I'm not going to have any exposure to him, but I will definitely have at least one Detroit stack today. Detroit is my favorite vomit stack of the day. See, I, I got it. I, I'm just... I've done. I've worked with you too much lately, but a chalk pitcher at the prices Detroit was at, and all the righties in this lineup. I, I instantly, first thing I knew when I saw this slate, I was like, Montgomery is going to be chalk, and um, Blender is going to like the Detroit vomit stack because of how chalky Montgomery is going to. Right. Be. It's not like Montgomery is going to be like twenty eight percent chalk. This He's is going to be. Like this 40. is going right. This is going to be like because especially if you're going to play Clevenger or Degrom or even Flaherty, and in order to get bats, even the, even if you want to stack, like, the Cubs and then get, a like, Mookie Bats or something, like, like you're still – you're going to need enough salary saving. And, like, until – when did you go from Montgomery? Like, you don't want to play Derek Rodriguez. And then from there, like, the next cheapest pitcher you kind of want to play is Mitch Keller. So, like, to pair, like, Clevenger and Keller together, like, you have to play the Tigers. And then now you're doing the complete opposite, which may be more of my constructions. But anytime I see a pitcher, no matter who they are, on a 12-game slate, which is a substantial enough slate, that's garnering possibly 50% ownership, and he's not even that good of a pitcher. Like, I have to I, – I, I probably will be playing Mike Montgomery. I'll probably play 11, 100 lineups tomorrow. I probably will be playing 30% Mike Montgomery because, like, look at, the, look at the matchup. I mean, his price, the 90 pitches – like, he could easily just give me 18 points, and that's all I need for those lineups. But there is a world, because it's Mike Montgomery, that, like, these righties for the Tigers, I mean, are not – I mean, you could – I mean, some – I mean, Ronnie Rodriguez is a little bit expensive, but you could build a stack for 17K with the Tigers, and the Tigers have a 4.5 implied run total. So it's not – I mean, they have a higher implied run total than the Mets, than the Marlins, than, than, than some of these teams on this slate than the Giants against Flaherty. So it's not that I like the Tigers, and it's not that I hate Montgomery or vice versa. Like, Stevie, we work together enough. I thought you thought – I thought 
the Mariners would be the ones that you thought like I was going to attack Lester. So I give you I give you a big kudos that that you were able to to nail pinpoint the, your vomit stack. Yeah, because it's the biggest leverage you could possibly get on the entire slate for large field GPPs. No, I and I agree. Like when I looked at it, like Montgomery's not a K guy. Like obviously this team strikes out at a massive clips, twenty seven point seven percent. Nobody outside of Willie Castro, who has eight plate appearances, is under 20% K rate against lefties this season. But we also have to we – have, we have the Cubs. We have Seattle. We have Atlanta. We have Minnesota. We have Boston. We haven't even talked about the Dodgers yet. Like, there's multiple, multiple teams on this slate that have a massive amount of upside where if you're playing – this might be a day of four and four wins for Detroit bats, maybe, or, or something along those lines. It might not be a day of five and a three wins or a five, two, one or whatever because of Detroit's pricing and the pitchers that we have on the slate. If you don't play Montgomery and getting up to Keller or Fulton um, there's another, I think there was one more guy in that like seven K range that I didn't hate. Um, but you know, at that point, like, you know, it is what it is. So, but you, but Stevie, you could even play if you played the Tigers with the Mariners. You could play, you could play Degrom Flaherty up top. Yeah, like you could do that yeah. type of lineup. Even that stack could easily win today. It just, it really just depends. But yeah, like Willie Castro is a guy that I like. I'm not going to pinpoint any real Detroit guys. Brandon Dixon's probably the highest upside Detroit player. Um, but yeah, I. I there's no these guys is a stat like either yep. you're punting. I think you'd rather punt with a Mariner in the in Wrigley than any of these guys. So to me, Detroit is more the fact of like grab four or five, or just put them all in your pool, and like you want ten percent Tiger stacks, and whoever shows up shows up. Hmm. Yep. No, I couldn't agree more. And you know, I don't even hate like a three man if you if it makes if your pitchers work and your five man works and Detroit's your three man. I don't even hate that, but I, again, I would prefer the Seattle three man over Detroit five man uh, or three man. So uh, Kansas City, like we're gonna get Verhagen, we're gonna get Daniel Norris. Um, it's the same guys pretty much every time we talk about Kansas City. My issue always, um, you know, Mondesi is really expensive. He obviously makes this lineup a lot better. You know, Dozier, Solaire, like, with Mondesi back, the five-man is alive again for Kansas City because you get your, your stolen base slash power upside from Mondesi and Merrifield. You get your home run upside from Do- Dozier, Solaire, and then you get your cheap O'Hearn, who you never know what you're going to get, but probably not a day that I'll end up doing it. I, I think there's too many other places I'd rather play today. Yeah, the stack size, the, 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 the pricing – just it makes it unappealing to me. I view these guys more as one-offs. You could always play Solaire, Dozier, Dozier, Mondesi. Any, any, you can play any of these guys for a home run against Norris or Verhagen. But like once you, what I, I can't see stacking the Royals without Mondesi. And once you start stacking the Royals with Mondesi, it becomes like a 22k stack. And then you go, why am I spending this much on the Royals? Moving on, Padres and uh, Diamondbacks. Um, Strom and Perdomo against uh, Merrill Kelly. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. I'm, it, I'm actually seeing. I, I just verify. I'm seeing on one site Ronald Bolaños. Is, is, is I'm that, not seeing is, that anywhere. I, okay, I well, maybe, okay. I'm just. I'm just. 
I'm pointing out maybe in the morning. That's the what it's supposed to be. I'm just I'm I don't know who's pitching with the Padres, and I didn't even care looking it up because I'm probably not playing them anyway. Yeah, I'm not playing Perdomo or Strom um, for sure here. And Merrill Kelly on the other side, he's 6,600. I think he stinks, um, but I could see maybe playing him today. I'm not going to. I I never play Merrill Kelly. It, 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 the only highlight is that the, the, the Padres they they strike out a bunch. But, uh, like, if Greg Garcia is in the lineup, he doesn't strike out. Like, it really depends on the Padres' lineup. Like, they can throw out guys that don't have – like, actually, you'd rather have Renfro in the lineup for, for upside than out of the lineup because he strikes out more. And Kelly's horrible. So, like, if you're going to play Merrill Kelly at 6,600, why don't you just play Mike Montgomery at, at 4,300? I, I – to me, I see more upside in Mike Montgomery, just raw raw projection to the Tigers pitching against the Tigers than Merrill Kelly against the Padres. So it will be um, Bolanos, um, according to MLB.com and a couple other places. I, I was just really quickly looking that up. But, um, I think he's in the player pool. He is in the player pool. He's 4K. Um, ah. I am currently trying to pull up when the last – he's a double-A pitcher but he has massive K stuff in double A. We have no idea because, you know, double A to major league, that's a huge, I don't think people realize like how much talent gap that is between double A and and, and the majors. So I don't know if I necessarily would play him here, but that might lower um, the ownership a little on Mike Montgomery, depending on like what we're looking at as far as pitch count and everything goes, which I'm trying to pull up and see. Um, I'll let you talk about the bats here. Do you have any interest in the Padres? Well, I think the Padres are actually I, – I was expecting them to be a little bit cheaper. It's like, oh, I'm going to attack Merrill Kelly with some sub-4K bats, and then, like, Manny Machado's 4,700. But he probably should be 4,700. So I was just like, okay, DraftKings, they, they, they made an efficient price there. Like, you could play Renfro if he's in the lineup. He hasn't been. Uh, you could play Naylor at 3,700. Like, I'm not stat- – like, I, the Padres aren't a good enough team to stack. I don't think on a 12-game slate – they they end up being the top stack, even though Merrill Kelly sucks. And then on the other side, even against Bolaños, who's a righty, like Marte, Escobar, they're over 5K. Like you could play Josh Rojas because they haven't priced him up. He's 2,800. You want as a one-off or lamb. But like depending on what, what you see on, on – uh, it, it's, if it's a double-A pitcher, it's quite possible he's really overmatched and, and the Diamondbacks go under-owned and, and they kill him. I mean, the Diamondbacks, didn't they put up like 14 runs this past day or something? But they, they can show up with the, at any time, and they never get owned that much because no one wants to pay these prices for Marte and Escobar. So if you believe that Bolaños is, you know, first major league start, who knows what's going to happen? Like, don't pass up on the Diamondbacks if you want to do it. Yeah, his double-A stats are decent. He threw 75 pitches, six innings in his last double-A start, and that was on the 25th of last month. So – that a long gap so probably looking at 75 pitches here if he's pitching well again the talent level is massive from double a to majors but also like the game tape is not available as much for double a as it is for triple a you know maybe these guys don't know as much about this guy but he's he's probably two years too early um they need somebody to eat up some innings here is what it sounds like so I'm not playing him. He's 4K, and I can understand it. But I think the Arizona stack is really interesting, whether it be a three or five man. Um, they're they're interesting more of just because 
the Padres bullpen has some weak spots in it. And if they, they get to this kid, who do they call it from AAA that can go out and eat up some innings too? Like, you know, this is just a game, it sounds like, for the Padres that it's just going to be who can eat innings and you might not even have to be that good. So, um, always love stacking against those types of games. Could definitely blow up in your face and this kid could be decent, but, you know, who knows. Um, Angels and Athletics, nine and a half total. Jaime Barria against uh, Mike Fires. Any interest here in Barria? Nope, and no interest in Fires either at 9,200. Yep, uh, just too expensive here, you know, especially when we're looking at, um, you know, pitchers on the slate. Like, Fires, 9,200, no thanks. Like, I'll, I'll play Granky over Fires and, you know, pay the extra money or something or go down. Um, any interest here in the Angels' bats? They look, they look cheap, I, although I don't like stacking against Fires. The Angels only have a 4.2 implied run total. And they they are not hitting well. But when do we see Mike Trout under 5K? He's 4,900 on DraftKings. Do you play Mike Trout at 4,900 or do you play Mookie Betts at 4,900? They both look attractive <laughs> to me just based on raw talent. So I, I would not call you – he's Mike Trout. He's 4,900. If you want to play him against Fires, who's a fly ball pitcher, typically worse to right, he's the delay neutral splits pretty much. But if you want to play Otani at 4,100 or Upton – I mean, if any, you can play any. I mean, they the Angels look cheap for being up against Mike Fires, but the fact that they only have a four point two implied run total tells me that Vegas knows something that I don't. Yeah, like I think Trout is a guy you're definitely considering for cash games today. Like forty nine hundred Mike Trout, like and against any pitcher is fine, and facing a reverse splits Mike Fires. Um, and then as far as the Oakland bats go here, you know, Jaime Barria is reverse splits. He's really bad against righties, which kind of sets up for Oakland. If this game wasn't in Oakland, like it's a 12-game slate and there's six or seven teams that I like more than Oakland, and they have a 5.3 implied total. Like it's not like it's a low total or anything. I expect them to score runs here. It's just I, I just – I hate – I hate – I just hate this ballpark. Yeah, but it's not only the ballpark. It's that they're they're priced like it's priced like they were still at Yankee Stadium. Like Semyon's forty eight hundred, Chapman's forty five hundred. Like they're not. If they were priced at the four K range, then I'll do it. Then then I have no problem. A twenty point five K stack, even in Oakland against Barria, I, I like I didn't mind that. So, but looking at this, once you combine the stack, it's like I can play I can play better teams. If anything, you talk about Barria. Horrible against righties. Good good spot to set up. He actually had a decent game. Coming back from the baby, Crush Davis, 3,500. He was hitting well before he got um, – went on maternity leave or whatever they call it nowadays. Um, Seth Brown's 3K. You know, he's a guy that's been hitting ever since he got called up. For some reason, they don't want to raise his price. Um, dude's averaging right at 10 fantasy points. He's hitting 400, like – Raise his price, DK. Raise his price, Fantasy Draft. Raise his price, FanDuel. Um, Rockies and Dodgers, no total in this one. Chichi Gonzalez against Julio Urias. Um, any interest here in Chichi Gonzalez? Uh, I see a total of uh, nine, almost 10, nine and a half. Six for LA and 3.7 for the Rockies. Uh, let me just say, Chichi Gonzalez does 
does satisfy the is he under 5k and can he pitch 90 pitches uh the thing is that i'll still pay 300 more for mike montgomery and i'll probably i'll probably play 5,000 for Derek rodriguez before playing chichi gonzalez against the dodgers bats so like like yeah if you want to make the case of the 5k 90 pitch thing and you want to sprinkle them in i i cannot call you crazy for doing something like that ever I probably will not be doing that with Gigi Gonzalez on this slate. Yeah. Um, I love the Dodgers. Again, shocking, I know. Um, Urias is only expected to throw around 45 pitches. No interest in Urias here. Um, I would play Chichi Gonzalez before I would play Urias. Yeah, Actually, well, for that's 45 pitches, he can't be efficient enough to even pay off a $6,400 price tag. He's going to get you, like, eight fantasy points. Like, give me Mike Montgomery chalk before I play Urias. How about that? Um, you know, Rocky's bats. Urias is a young, talented pitcher. Bullpen's decent. Um, nothing really standing out to me. I think you can always make the argument for your Arenado or Story because of their upside. But, I, you know, it's not like – Story's 4,800 and Arenado's 4,800. Like, you're not paying primo price tags. Blackman's 4,700. Like, the pricing is okay. That's probably what they should be priced. They're actually – the Rockies are not a great offensive team. They just happen to play half their games in Coors Field. So if these were their price, we we look at these prices on DraftKings under 5K and go, ooh, they're cheap. No, no, no. This is their normal price. We're, we just see them at 5,600 because they're always in Coors. So, like, don't think you're getting a discount here. You're getting their normal prices of what they probably should be for their talent. So, like, I'd rather play other bats than play them. So, as far as the Dodgers go here, you know, obviously Muncie went on the IL. Jock got hurt on Monday, left the game. Um, we'll have to see if he's in the lineup. I doubt he'll be back in the lineup. But the Dodgers kind of fit your build, you know, when you're looking at it. Like, BD's probably going to play here. He's 4K. Seager's 4K. Um, like, they kind of fit that, you know, cheaper end type stack outside of, you know, Bellinger and Will Smith. But – I don't have to play Will Smith as part of my Dodgers stack, but I like to play him because nobody likes to play him at that price. So, you know, when we're looking at it, Pollock, Beatty, Seager, even Turner, um, all can be kind of classified as, as a cheaper stack. No, definitely. And even if you want to play a three-man without Bellinger and play an expensive five-man stack, like, that's perfectly fine also. And all of these, all of these guys are fine as one-offs as well. I mean – didn't they, like, this past day, they, they, I think they hit a whole bunch of home runs. And it's well, not like they're going to run out. <laughs> they hit so many home I had so many notifications of Dodgers home runs from on Monday. <laughs> but now they're going up against Chichi Gonzalez, so that may easily continue. So, like, whoever's in the Dodgers, I don't even care righties, lefties. I don't need the platoon advantage for Chichi Gonzalez. He'll, he walks more people than he strikes out. So, I, the Dodgers may end – if we have the Wrigley win game and we have that Fenway game and the Dodgers game is the 10 o'clock late game, maybe one of those type of situations where the Dodgers have a six-run implied total and then 10 o'clock comes around and you check out the, your, 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 your lineups and you go, why is – like, why are these guys 4% owned? And then they go for 15 runs. Yeah, and, you know, the good thing about it, too, is, you know, you were talking about it. We have all those teams that, like, I, I already said that I could see potentially a four-man, four-man winning today. If, if Pollock or Beattie bat leadoff, 
you can go Polly, Seeger, Turner, and have or or Beatty, and have one, two, three. And if Jock is banged up, like there's a good chance that like maybe these guys don't get pinch hit for. You know, with Muncie done too, like Muncie banged up, like all, on the IL, they have guys. They have Kiki Hernandez, so you always worry about Kiki potentially pinch hitting, but. The perfect scenario here is Pollock bats lead off, and you can go Pollock, Seager, Turner, have that three man. They're all in that four to four five range. Um, anyway, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, give me a guy under eight K to get six or more strikeouts today. Mitch Keller. All right. I have to write. I actually have to write out Mitch because there's two Kellers on this slate. Um, I'm going to take Fulty. It's a boom bust spot, but I do like the spot for Fulte. I think he 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 always has upside. It's just we'll see what happens. Um, over eight K to score under fifteen. Under fifteen. Of oh, it's a win Very game. Obvious answer. <laughs> John Lester. Yeah, that was the easy one there. Um, I'm gonna say Lyles. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take the chalk today. I think a lot of those other guys get over 15. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. We're not in cores, so any anybody's in play. Oh boy, I mean, I, there's gonna be a lot of home runs. Like I, I just see you got a Dobnik, you got a Hook, you got a you got Bolanos in. I mean, we got so many people in. Oh, who's gonna hit a home run? It's gonna be. There's got to be something happening in Fedway. It's it's. Against the Dobnik, I'll, I'll go slightly off the board. Raphael Devers. <laughs> off the board. <laughs> like, like, well, most people go bats, but Martino, they go like, oh, I'll take I'll, uh, the Devers. All right. I'll take um, I'll take Freeman. I like the Braves. There's like a lot of teams today. Um, narrowing down the player pool today going to be very, very tough. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Well, there's a lot of people under 4K. Under 4K to get two hits. If he leads, do I really want to take it? it did, I'm just looking at this Wrigley game, going like I could, I could make a case for any of these guys that they're that are under 4K. But uh, I have to choose one of them. So many, so many choices. If he leads off, fine. I'll take Jason Hayward. All right. I'm going to tell you guys another premium giveaway today. There's a 99.9% chance I write up Austin Nola as a um, value play today. So I'm going to take Austin Nola. If he's Nola in the today. lineup. Yeah. He's going to get written up either way because I'm about to do the article uh, or the write-ups for lineup HQ. So there'll be a write-up in the morning for him. Whether there's a write-up at 5 o'clock when the lineup comes out, we'll see. Um, give me a stack to score six or more <laughs> runs today. Uh, I could give you several. I, I I'll. I think you want to take the twins. So I'll. I see. I can't take the Cubs after what the, how they've been hitting. They've been hitting horribly. I played the Cubs this past day. They they finally Schwarber got a three RBI triple and that made whatever. So like I can't even stomach taking the Cubs. So like, I'll take whoever you don't want, either the Dodgers or the Twins. I'm not going to take either one of them. So. Oh, so now I still have the pick. Oh, then I'll gonna I'll take the Twins against Porcello because I love stacking against Porcello. All right, I'm gonna say the Tigers score six or more runs. Really? Oh my go. God! Here we really? Go. You cursed it. Now I can't play them. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, I got to reassign. Uh, I'll, now I got to reassign. Now I think I may have 100% Mike Montgomery because you're, 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 you're cursing my vomit stats. Yeah, well, I'm still going to have plenty of exposure to Mike Montgomery, but I think Detroit gets there today. I think that I'm going to be regretting like everybody else playing Mike Montgomery today, but we're going to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. If you live in Florida, especially the south east part of florida stay safe um good luck in your contest and we'll see you then